Welcome to the Business Rehab Podcast, where bold strategies meet fearless mindsets. Hey, y'all. I'm Gretchen, your go-to life and mindset strategist. With over 20 years of combined business experience, we're here to guide you through the highs and the lows of being an entrepreneur. And I'm Shelby, your resident business and marketing strategist. Brace yourselves because this podcast is the real deal. No filters, no edits, just honest conversations about the entrepreneur roller coaster. And we're bringing the laughter too. This is not another boring business podcast. Get ready to revitalize your business and reignite your passion. Welcome to the Business Rehab Podcast. Hey, Gretchen, do you remember that one time when I told you to stop reading personal development books and start reading and listening to success stories? I do. Personally, for me, I had a life coach tell me a couple of years ago to stop reading and give myself a brain break. I had like so much information in my brain swirling around and I didn't know what action to take because all of the information was like contradicting itself. Like, do I need to go this motivational way? Do I need to ask and wait for it to be given? Do I need to like, I just had so much stuff in my brain and I love reading like self-help and personal development books, but there's a point where it becomes this obsession and you begin to think that the answers to your biggest blocks are inside the next book. And then you're just wanting more control and power over your life. And that's the point when it begins to create more chaos and like these feelings of unworthiness, like, I would read one book and get so excited that then I just moved on to the next book and the next book. And it was like this dopamine hit hyping me up like, hey, you can do this, but also you can do this and then you can do this. And then they can also like paralyze you because you're not taking action and it's causing more harm than good. And then you get stuck in overthinking and analysis paralysis. And they honestly like it made me feel like I was behind. So if I kept reading, I would learn everything I need to know about what I was doing wrong and what I could do better. But there's just some things that like, I am going to have to learn the hard way. Yeah. And that's like, I think there are some things that we can read about it, but you don't really truly gain the wisdom until you have gone you've been in the trenches you know you don't get a badge of honor for reading about it but um there's something to be said about just doing making the mistake um I love that you said unworthiness because I have found personally and with clients but um but personally I've often over reading or over indulging in these types of books maximizes your shortcomings Mm. so whatever you feel like you are lacking it's almost like it amplifies it the feeling of why am I not good enough or we begin to tie our self-worth to growth and feeling like shit when we aren't trying to be more and more and more and adopt all the latest self-help trends Um, it really can affect your your self-trust number one but it also your confidence well, my brain break was super helpful because it allowed me to start to trust myself but then this year you know I started reading again I feel like this year in particular it's because I was trying to fill up space you know my kids were moving away and I had 
I was looking down the barrel of an empty nest and all of this stuff. And I was just trying to read more motivational things like Gretchen, get your shit together. Let's read another book. Let's another book, another book, another book. And then you and I were both reading multiple books at once. One that Mm -hmm. was more business strategy. And then the other was more spiritual and mindset based. So then you're like back and forth on how to implement what, like, which way do I go? Yeah, very true. Very true. And not to say that like reading personal development books is innately bad. I think it's so good. And I think it's natural for you to, for you, especially to be like, Hey, I know that I need to fill my spirit and my brain with like good things. Um, but often, you know, we become, we're like almost like personal development addicts. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I remember like, I, anybody who knows my story, my first personal development book was you're a badass at making money. And I remember thinking, which I highly recommend actually, because it was the first time someone had, I had heard anyone talk about being rich, like out in the open. Like that's just mm. how it was talked about when I was raised or around anybody I was with. And I remember thinking, I cannot get enough of this. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And I just went balls to the wall. I read or I listened to them and I really like it when the author is reading it. Like it's captivating to me. I like to read fiction with my eyes, but I listen to nonfiction because it's more like a story. And I yeah. remember thinking like I, I could hear those voices in my head with every move I made. Like it was like, what would Jen do? <laughs> what would Rachel do? What would this person do? What would Abraham Hicks do? Like I had all of this information in my head and I'm like, what does Gretchen need to do though? And so instead of moving, I'm trying to figure out what would I do next if I was this person or this person or this person, not what would I do in my particular business, in my particular life on any given day. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I remember saying um, instead to you, instead of reading, you know, more personal development books, try reading some success stories. And um, that's something I had been trying out like trying out on for size for, for a while. And I really liked it. Um, I don't know. It just, it felt different in my spirit once I did it. And so I think I recommended the Magnolia story first. Chip and Jojo. Yeah. I think we can learn so much from other people's journeys and failures. And when you have that much information fighting in your head constantly, that's when you reach out to this. That's like a really great time to reach out to a mentor or co- your coach. Um, and they can help you with the discernment because you, you do lose discernment when you have too many voices in your head. And I would add like my life coach at the time basically was giving me permission to stop. And I feel like that's what you did too with the success stories. Cause you know, I'm not going to stop researching. That's my wing five, but if I'm going to be filling my head with something, that was a, that was a real smart move for you to tell me to listen to success stories. Yeah. From the outside in the reason I love, I love success stories so much is because when we look at successful people, whether that's athletes, business owners, actors, artists, musicians, whatever it is, we see them at the top of their game. We see them playing full out. We see them with all the riches and all of the luxury and all of the success and, and the, and the fame that comes with it. Right. And we, we never hear or even think about what it took to get there, what that journey was like. And oftentimes those, those stories aren't shared like openly. Right. 
it's the highlight reel that is so infamous online, right? We all experience that. Like you're seeing the highlight reel constantly for these people. And we, we fail to acknowledge the journey that it took to get there. Um, and I think that's why we also, there's, there's something to be said about that because I don't, okay. I have this is a side note here, but I am, there's a few things that if you know me, that will make me cry. Like I'm not a crier by any means. However, if you put on a underdog story, mm-hmm. like a movie, I am going to cry. I, and it's not like a sad cry. It's like, I feel like they did it. Yes, go them. <laughs> I'm so happy for them. Like, I loved the movie about, um, what did I, I told you to watch it the other day, Gretchen. It's King um, Richard. Yes. Yes. Did you watch it? No. No. I'm already already crying, Quentin. So (laughs) maybe in October. (laughs) I love that movie so much. Right. And then we've been watching with my kids, um, me and my husband, we've been like going through like all of the Mighty Duck movies and mm-hmm. like all of those movies. Right. Uh, we watched we've been rewatching older movies, too, because I, we used to have so many like really good underdog movies mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Um, the Rookie was a good one. And then you have um, obviously Rudy and like, you know, the famous ones. But all Bad of that to say, huh? Have y'all watched Bad News Bears? We haven't watched, is it appropriate for a seven and five? Sure. I think maybe y'all, y'all watch it first, but I remember. I've, I've seen it. I was. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, but I don't know if they, I don't know if I was seen. Um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> maybe they're a little too young, but you know, that there's something to be said about that. Like when you watch it and you're going through the journey with them, it, there's a feeling in your body that happens for me. It's like, I don't, I cannot explain it. I just, I feel I'm so freaking proud of them. I'm happy for them. And I think the same goes for books. When you start to absorb that kind of information, they're great reminders of what the path to success really looks like. The messy, the chaotic, the mistakes, the struggles, the the insane sacrifice, the, the practice, the in businesses case cases, it's often like the almost bankrupt stories, like mm-hmm. where they almost lose, lose everything um, many times, right? Or someone tells them like, this will never happen. You'll never be successful with this. Or it's If you want to know like the people who lose it all and then get it again and lose it all and get it again, like there's something in their mindset that mm-hmm. won't let them not get it again and I think that that was intriguing especially like in the Magnolia story it starts out as a shit show like yes like oh my god how are you still married but I'm watching you on tv live this a dream like yeah unbelievable. it's like it uh, there's so many of those stories like I can think of the books I read that they all start off as a complete absolute utter shit show <laughs> I'm like I would have divorced Chip Gaines on the spot yeah yeah right like but then you are reading it and also I love the book that book specifically because you watch them on tv and they're like America's favorite couple like down home but like they they're relatable and all of the things and so you're (laughs) I listened to the book I don't know okay so they're both um they're both they both wrote in the book they wrote different chapters so in case you haven't listened to it or or read it before and so it's funny to hear them go back and forth 
um, because you're seeing like the different perspectives, like how they met and then how he started, you know, he, he very much was the dreamer. And she was like, I just want to make sure that we can live in like a stable area and like, you know, have stability and these babies need food. And he's kind of betting the house at times. Right. And you're watching, you're, you're watching, you're listening to it and you're going like, oh my gosh, this is so stressful. But also like you have so much, I I had so much, um, I don't know what the right word here I want to think of, but like almost like honoring that too. I was like, wow, like it takes so much bravery and courage to be able to do that and know that you're going to, and faith, like his, their faith has to be so strong in something outside of their themselves because they know that they're willing to take the big giant risks because they really truly want to build a big giant life together. And so you have to do that. And so I don't, it's a great story for anybody who is like listening to this. We're like, just, we get nothing. We're out. making a podcast about Chip and JoJo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did want to say before we move on that I had I just remembered like in you talking about that. One of the first things that I realized was that my husband is a dreamer. Mm. I have held him back. Not really. We're where we are supposed to be. But every time he's come up with a dream, it has scared the shit out of me. Enneagram six safety is my motivation. And if it felt scary to me, I didn't like, I'm not the yes or no, but I'm also, I can see some spots in our past where I could have been like, okay, that's worth the risk. But I didn't, I mean, our kids have to eat like, just like what you just said too. And so I'm kind of like the Jojo, except Chip just never stopped and never stopped. Whereas Daniel and I just built, built our business. Do you know what I'm saying? And so now we're at a different point because we've learned from so many success stories where we're ready to take some risks. And we're ready to go balls to the wall with it. That's really good. I think the 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 price of admission for success, to have your name on the door, to have your picture on the cover of Forbes or Success or Inc. or whatever, is failure. It's struggle. It's overcoming. And I think that it may be helpful to... It, I think it'd be really actually helpful if we shared some of our favorite success stories. So obviously we love the Magnolia story. I also read um, No Pain, No Gains from Chip Gaines, which um, was also pretty good. But the Magnolia story obviously is is fantastic just to see how they built their business. And, you know, you go into Target and you see Joanna's line and don't know the story of how they got to where they are today. It's just really inspiring and makes, it makes me want to support them even more. Yeah. I um, love Believe It by Jamie Kern Lima. She started It Cosmetics in her living room. And then like she was a struggling waitress and ended up selling her company for over a billion dollars and became the first female CEO of a brand in L'Oreal's hundred like plus year history. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, Shoe Dog is good. That's Phil Knight, the creator of Nike Story. He started the company... I believe he like borrowed $50 to start it. And I think it's worth over $30 billion now. So one of my, um, that's a great book, really great book. And and there's so many times when he has like failed and it is an up and down story, but we all, I'm sure everyone listening can look in their closet and see something that's Nike to this oh day, like, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, if you looked at my husband's closet, it would be every freaking thing in there. So one of my favorite shoes, 
<laughs> yeah, my husband won't wear anything but Nike shoes. So unless they're like dress shoes. Right. But he will like, he also, if like our family buys any like Adidas or anything like that for the girls, he will return them. He won't let our kids wear anything but Nike. I love it. Because Michael Jordan mm-hmm. is his like favorite person in the whole world. One of my favorite books, it's not an autobiography per se, but has the stories in it. And and the author who is the the co-founder of the Ritz Carlton, the, the book is called Excellence Wins. He shares stories about how they started and how he started as like a poor kid in Germany, um, like waiting tables, I think it was. I don't know. I've read it. I've read it a few times. I think every business owner should read that at least once a year. Have you ever read that? I haven't read it, but um, it's next for me. I'm alternating right now with like a business strategy book and then a success story. So my next yeah. story, I'll do that. Um, it's, it is phenomenal. I read it in like two days, I think. Mm-hmm. It is a quick read, but it also has a, like a, a lot of um, information inside of it on how to improve your customer service and experience. So obviously like there's the Ritz Carlton experience and he talks about how it was developed, but then he shares a lot of stories about how like when shit hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's really good. Excellence wins by the co-founder of the Ritz Carlton. And then there are also fun ones that I like to read that aren't business related at all, but they are famous people's autobiographies because I think it normalizes the shit show. Like, in a different way, personally, maybe like Demi Moore's autobiography was absolutely probably one of my favorite books of all time. If you haven't read it, it is so juicy. Like if you love the gossip and, um, Demi Moore's autobiography was chef's kiss. So good. Jessica Simpson's was really good too. It's really good. It, and she does not hold back either. She shares. It also, I feel like these kinds of stories, because they don't have the business to it, it feels lighter, but it's still the same kind of thing. It's still the, here's the struggle I went through. Here's what happened when I got divorced and I didn't take any money with me. And then here's how I became a billionaire without him. Like, yeah, I love those kinds of like empowering women's stories, but it also normalizes having money. I, I forgot though that Jessica, I remember it's been about, um gosh it's been probably two years since I read her book Jessica Simpson's book but but isn't there parts in the book when she talks about how she started her shoe company yeah yeah Yeah, so Mm -hmm. and so like that's what I'm saying it normalizes women having money in some Mm -hmm. of these books I mean I read a lot of men's books too because success is success but also as women and as our listeners like reading about the celebrities that you love it is really really interesting to see what they went through so you could get her shoes like you'd have no idea I love a story Will Smith's book is good too yeah that one's really good and um I really liked yes please Amy Poehler's book she narrates it and she is very funny to me and she's like we have the same kind of humor (laughs) and so I really enjoyed that it was funny but it was also like she went to comedy clubs before she was Parks and Recs you know what I mean yeah we highly recommend reading success stories from all kinds of industries like business is business 
Think about your favorite brands, like the most iconic brands, and see if you can find autobiographies, biographies, or memoirs, like from the founders or from the CEOs. Like, how did it start? And how do they start and what they go through to get to where they are today? Yeah. So I know that there are books around Costco, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks, all about how they started and all of that. Um, there are books on like famous nightclubs. So if you look at, I think there's one about the Tropicana, Mm -hmm. Tropicana, Tropicana, I don't know, whatever. And then Studio 54. I'm obsessed with like all Studio 54 things. There's obviously books written. um, The Walmart founder wrote a book that I I heard. um, I actually heard that, what's his name? The guy who Amazon founder, help me out here. Jeff Bezos. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. Because we don't edit. And that was just really off the top of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we do not edit a podcast. That's right. Um, Because also like who's got time for that? Right. Jeff Bezos. He, um, he says that he, he read it's Sam Walton, right? Sam Walton's (laughs) book, like over and over and over till it was like ratted and tatted. I've never read it, but just putting that one out there. Target I'm sure has books, department stores, breweries, restaurants, um, Henry Ford has a book, which I think would be interesting just to see Coca-Cola has a book, which is probably the equivalent of getting an MBA in branding and marketing <laughs> because <That's> Coca-Cola is, <laughs> yeah, like as, as a advertiser, um, an advertising agency owner, I'll tell you that like, we do a lot of case studies on Coca-Cola and training and stuff because they are one of the very best advertisers in the entire world. Heinz Ketchup has one which I think would be interesting it's called it's not about the ketchup it yeah it's called the ketchup. yeah <laughs> it was never about the ketchup and never about the ketchup people <laughs> uh piggly wiggly now that is a southern thing because I am from California originally and I there was never a piggly wiggly anywhere I just only knew about a piggly wiggly because I watched Sweet Home Alabama when I was a kid and so I knew that they said Piggly Wiggly in that movie, I think. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. That's a, maybe a store. I mean, we're in Arkansas now. And I feel like, that, I don't know that there's one here, but I have, when I go to Gulf Shores, Alabama to go to the beach, there's a Piggly Wiggly. Okay. Is it a, is it a, um, a like a gas store. station or is it no. a grocery store? It's a grocery store and it's a, big okay. Thing. Okay. So if you wanted to learn about that, <laughs> Burger King um oil companies have like founders have written books which I think would be so interesting because there's so much money in oil companies and you probably could learn a lot from a lot of these even if you don't agree with the the values and things of that nature in these companies I think it still would be extremely valuable to learn like the mistakes they made you know um the Airbnb story that we just talked about that like I think that would be so fascinating to read and then Trader Joe's in and out Burger which is close to my California heart Hobby Lobby the Domino story there's so many yeah so like if you've been reading too many personal development books or if you have too much information in your brain, this is your sign and your permission to put the books down, trust yourself, take some action that you can be proud of, move the needle forward a little bit, and maybe start listening to some of these success stories. Because if you can normalize the rises and falls that you're experiencing inside your business, you're going to treat them differently. You're going to see them differently and you're going to move differently. And if you're just isolated in your business and you're not reaching out to someone to help you navigate that, 
then you think it's just you. And we're here to tell you, this is why we started this podcast. It's not just you. It's all of us. Business is business. The same problems Coca-Cola had in the beginning are the same problems other businesses have in the beginning. The difference mm -hmm. is they didn't stop. The difference with Jeff Bezos, oh, I really hope that's his name, is that he read the Walmart <laughs> book over and over and over so he could create, learn from that and create the Amazon situation, which who else is getting an Amazon package every single day of the week? Me? Just me? Everybody else? I got one yesterday okay. and the day before that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what did I order? I have no idea. And that's because he read the damn book over and over and decided to keep taking risk. And he kept reading it so he can be reminded that business is business and it's risky and it's scary and it's messy and you do not have to go through it alone. That's right. Hey, Gretchen, do you remember that one time you wrote a book about networking? Wait, that's the next episode, but it is available on Amazon. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Business Rehab Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mybusinessrehab and DM us the word Enneagram. And we will give you access to our exclusive training on how to leverage your personality for business success. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you love today's episode, please leave us a five-star review. See you next time. Bye. Bye. go here i go coming i can't ever stop i'm a tour de force running get me to the top i don't need an invitation i'm about to start a celebration let me